0: The Bible says that if we'll simply call on him, he will adopt us into the family of God. All of my life, I wanted somebody to love me just for me, and I found out that people love me as long as I was a good little boy, but there's a problem. I could not be a good little boy. But one day, I met a man named Jesus who said, I'll love you just the way you are, and I'll take you. And it's my responsibility to make you into the person that you need to be. You don't have to get there on your own. Well, I received that love, and I'm not the same person as I used to be. If you've got your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter number 21. We're going to continue our series, Who's Your One? My prayer is that you've been taking this serious, that you've been praying, and that what I said last Sunday did not fall on deaf ears, that on September the 15th, on Who's Your One Sunday, that we literally have to send people out of the sanctuary. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it now, in faith, we're going to have chairs out here on standby, that we have to bring chairs into this sanctuary for people, hey, that people sitting under the balcony is going to get a little nervous because that thing's full. But that'll only happen as you take Who's Your One serious. Well, we've got Steve Parker coming. He's He's going to share his story and he's gonna share the gospel because church I want you to understand something this morning there is power there's power in a personal testimony I told someone this morning I can't even remember who it was I can open up this word and I can read to them the word of God and I believe it's powerful and it's quick and it's alive and it's sharper than any two-edged sword but after reading that to them, they can say, I do not believe that. And there you go. But if I share with them my story, it cannot be refuted. Everyone should have a story. You see, this book really is about only two stories. There's a whole bunch in there. It's his story, and it's, my story. And the power, at least as it pertains to my life, is when his story intersects with my story and bam, something happens, something amazing happens, a life is changed. Uh, If I were to summarize the book of Acts, it would be something like getting back to the basics of what God wants us to be, what God wants us to do as a church. Well, as we come to chapters 21 and 22, we find that a part of that involves our personal testimony. So I'm going to ask you something right now. Hopefully, you got a bulletin this morning. And inside of that bulletin, there's a little uh, insert, I guess you would call it, that says my personal testimony. Where's Warren at? I done put Warren on the job this morning. Jeff, find Warren. Get him in here. Uh... I'm going to ask, does everybody here have one of these? If you do not, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so Warren uh, and Jeff can get you one and bring it in and give it to you. Here he comes. Come on, Warren. Bring them uh, the personal testimony. So we've got one down here in the front that does not have one. I want everybody to have a copy of this, my personal testimony. There's a couple over here uh, on my right that's raising the hand. I want everybody to get a copy of this Personal Testimony Outline. Uh, I believe that it's important. Raise your hand if you don't have one so they can get you one. My Personal Testimony. We want everybody here uh, to have one of those. Um, Every Christian has a Personal Testimony. If you're saved, you have a story, a testimony, something to tell. I, I sometimes hear people say, well, there's nothing real special about my testimony. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents had us in Sunday school and church every time the doors open. I prayed to receive Jesus when I was eight years old. I never did drugs, never got out there and run wild and did crazy things. But listen, if you got saved early and bypassed a bunch of junk that scars people for life, your testimony is the kind of testimony that needs to be told. So every believer has a testimony. You've got a wonderful uh, testimony. Don't think that you've got to been out there and done crazy stuff to have a, a powerful testimony? Well in Acts 21 and 22, Paul shares his testimony. He actually does it completely through twice uh, in the, uh, the book of Acts. And I want to just read you two verses out of uh, chapter number 21, and then we'll continue on into chapter 22 with the message. Verse number 39, Of Acts 21, Paul records the, or Luke records these words of Paul. But Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city, and I beseech thee, suffer or allow me to speak unto the people. And when he had given him license or permission, Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with the hand unto the people. And when there was made a great silence, He spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue, saying, Men and brethren and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make now unto you. You see, Paul had been dramatically converted uh, on the Damascus Road. And God said, I'm going to give you the the responsibility to take the gospel uh, to the ends of the earth. But you know, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to uh, listen to what Paul said. And you know how over there he went to Athens and he would tried to reason. Well, he comes to chapter number 21 and literally a crowd... Uh, Paul's out stirring up trouble, telling people about Jesus, speaking truth into people's lives, and they seize him. They take him to the, to the, to the government, to the ruling authorities, and they're going to throw him in prison. They're going to do some stuff to him, punish him, get him to stop causing so much trouble. And Paul said, hey, let me share my story with you. And in chapter number 22, that's exactly uh, what Paul does. So, if we share our story, it's really two. First, what Jesus has done for us, uh, but then how Jesus has changed our lives. So we, in a sense, share our story, and we also share His story as we give our personal testimony. Well, my story isn't like your story. Your story's not like my story. But if you're a believer, you've got a story. So in Acts 21, Paul's arrested. He goes before King, uh, or uh, in front of the people. In Acts 26, it's before King Agrippa, but both times he uses the same um, outline. And God wants to use what He's done in me, in you, to reach others who are now where I once was, where you once were. Were. well you were in a different place than me so there's people that you can reach and there's people that I can reach but as we work together we reach those people for the glory of God so for just a few minutes this morning I want you to just simply think about the power of a personal testimony well we ask ourselves where do we start where do we begin well Paul how did he give his personal testimony Well, I want you to notice that his testimony can be broken into three simple stages. And you're holding those in your hand this morning. My life before Christ. How I came to know Christ. And how Christ has brought meaning into my life. How he's changed me. So I want to start with the first one. Paul's life before Christ, it's found in Acts 22, verses 1 through 5. I want to read those for you quickly. Men and brethren and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make now unto you. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silence, and he saith, I am verily a man which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God as ye all are this day. And I persecuted this way, or the Christians, unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest doth bear me witness." and all the estate of the elders from whom also I received letters unto the brethren and went to Damascus to bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. Well, here's Paul. He didn't try to debate. He didn't try to argue. He simply said, let me tell you what my life was like before I met Jesus. I was born in Tarsus. I was in a city in Cilicia. I, I was trained at the, the feet of one who was the highest pinnacle of Jewish scholars and rabbis and, and teachers. I was taught the law and understood the law and I was zealous towards God, but yet in this, I was persecuting the people of God, the Christians, the following followers of Jesus. My life was such a wreck that I was so blinded that I could not see the love of God in Christ and therefore I bound people and delivered them to be punished who were followers of Christ. He didn't try to glamorize it. He didn't try to downplay it. He didn't go into a lot of detail. He didn't use a lot of religious words. He didn't use those churchy words that a lot of times, in fact, he spoke very clear and simple in the Hebrew tongue He spoke the language of those people who were listening. And that's exactly what He did. So in giving your testimony, my life before Christ, don't try to glorify any ungodly behavior about bragging about what it was. Put the focus on exactly where it needs to be. What my life was like before I met Christ. Now, you might say, well, you know, that's a lot to think about, and it's hard to, hard to, hard to grasp. And, and, you know, I'm so busy, and I'm in all different kinds of situations. But one of the things I want people to understand is a person can share their testimony, like Paul did before a huge crowd of people and took all the time that he needed. But perhaps you may be at a hospital And you step onto an elevator and, you know, somebody says, how you doing? Well, I'm going to tell you what, as soon as somebody says, how you doing, they just open the door for you to share your testimony and share the gospel. You could say something like, better than I deserve, Jesus has been good to me. Maybe you've got from the first floor all the way up to the seventh floor, something like that, but that's all the time you got, and you know how quick these elevators move today. So maybe you've only got like a minute or less to share your testimony. Well, how would a person share their testimony if they only had a minute or less to do it? Ed, show them how, brother.
1: Can you hear me? I just want to share something with you today. I want to share about Jesus Christ and what he's done in my life. I was saved at an early age in life, and it kept me on a path of of no destruction, praise the Lord. I could have gotten in trouble and everything else, but I didn't. And I learned about Jesus. I grew in my relationship with Jesus through my family, through my church, through my pastors, through hearing God's word preached. And it changed my whole life and how I live. And, and today I think about, you know, I hear the Bible taught. I read the Bible. It's God's holy word. I believe because of my faith. And it's so important to me about that. But you know what? Every day we have a to make a, 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 we can reject or accept. And I, I challenge each one of y'all to accept Jesus Christ today. If you haven't, if you have, you're heaven bound. If you reject it, you haven't. But you know what the good news is? If you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be saved today. And I challenge each one of you before you leave today, if you haven't made that decision to change, to accept him as Christ as your Savior, you can be saved and you can be heaven bound. I just want to praise my Lord today. Good day. Good to see you. Amen.
0: Go ahead, Ed. A short testimony, but it points to God and what He can do in and through you through the power of Christ. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. Do you realize that Ed's testimony had to have the same price paid for it as Paul the Apostle who was murdering Christians. So it doesn't matter where you come from. It still took the blood of Jesus to save you. So if you're the lowest of the low or the highest of the high, we're all in the same boat, sinners before a holy God. And every one of us has a story about what our life was like before we met Christ. Every person who was saved was worth the loss of God's only son to him. And my salvation and your salvation is just as meaningful to people who need to hear it as was the Apostle Paul's. Number two, well, how he came to know Christ. Well, let's just look at the Word of God and read it. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. And I fell under the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? What shall I do, Lord? What shall I do, Lord? That would be a good question for us to ask today. And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do his life before Christ. How he came to know Christ. Paul simply tells the story, I was on my way to Damascus, going down there to persecute Christians, and all of a sudden, a light shone round about me, and Jesus appeared to me and said, hey, Paul, why do you persecute me? Listen, I've got something for you to do. So he refers to what happened to him uh, uh, on the road to to Damascus. Well, I want you to understand something this morning. That's a great story. And and I had one of those Damascus Road experiences where I was going in one direction and God spoke and all of a sudden it was a 180 and I was going to another direction. And that's pretty exciting to me. And I get excited when I think about it and excited when I talk about it and excited when I share that story. But it's not how exciting our conversion was, but how excited you are now about your conversion. So Ed can be as excited excited about his conversion as a little boy as I can as a grown man when God pulled me out of sin. You see, it's not about my conversion. It's how excited I am now about what God's done for me. Amen? So, Paul simply says how he came to know Christ. Well, if you know Christ, you've got that story to tell. What was your life before Christ? How you came to know Him? Well, sometimes, you know, you might be in a, standing in a grocery store checkout line and, you know, it ain't that elevator thing. You've got a little bit longer time and you want to share maybe, you know, for two three minutes or so about your testimony. Well, you can do that if you're ready and if you've prepared and if you've thought that thing out. So how do you share your testimony in three minutes? Well, where's Miss Debbie? I believe she's going to do exactly that.
2: My name is Debbie. I grew up in Morganton in a loving home with a precious mom and dad and a younger brother. I was raised in church. I finished high school. I went on to four years of college. Um, While in college, I met a guy that was not a good influence on me. Things happened that shouldn't have. Uh, We married against the better judgment of my parents because of our circumstances, and the marriage was absolutely doomed from the start. He drank a lot. One night he came home, and it got very physical. Um, I grabbed my little girl, and I left, never to look back. And I can tell you then I felt desperate. I was so ashamed of what I had done. I felt empty, alone, the worst feeling in the world, and I felt hopeless. I got an apartment later on down the road. I met Wade, my husband now. Uh, he invited me to Zion Baptist Church, and I sat under the preaching of Dr. Raff May Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And I heard about how much Jesus loved me, how he knew everything about me, How he uh, knew every struggle, every bad decision I made, but he still went to the cross for me. 33 years ago, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He saved me, and my life began to change. Now, it wasn't drastic at first, and believe you me, when I tell you I was a work in progress, I was. But I can tell you now, what was once lost is now saved. What was hopeless is now hopeful. I finally had a purpose, I had peace peace of mind, I found my joy, I found my contentment, and I found my self-worth in Jesus, not in a man. God has since changed my life and my situation. I praise Him every day for bringing me from where I was to where I am today. A confident woman who has a loving relationship with her Jesus, I have a wonderful family, I have a loving husband, and a precious church family. I couldn't ask for more. And I thank Jesus every day for loving me unconditionally.
0: Amen. My life before I met Christ. How I came to know Christ. And then how Christ has made my life meaningful. How, how Jesus has changed me. Well, let's read what Paul has to say here in Acts chapter number 22 verse number 12 and one Ananias a devout man according to the law having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there came unto me and stood and said unto me brother Saul receive thou thy sight and the same hour I looked up upon him and he said the God of our fathers hath chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. And saw him saying unto me, Make haste, and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. And I said, Lord, they know that I imprisoned and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. And when the blood of thy martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consenting unto his death, and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. Paul made it very clear, very clear, very clear that when God saved him, he saved him for a purpose. God did not save anybody in this room right now to sit on a church pew on Sunday morning. He saved you for a purpose to bring Him glory and honor in your little world but in the wider world and in the kingdom of God. He didn't save us to do nothing. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 that hey we're saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God not of works lest anyone should boast but it goes on to say for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. He saved you for good works. He saved you for a purpose and He makes everyone's life meaningful. God saved you for a purpose. You see, sharing Jesus requires the telling of two stories. Your story, what Jesus has done in you and also His story. How Jesus can change the life of another. The power of a personal testimony. Paul says in Second Timothy chapter number one, verse eight, that we should not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Well, perhaps you've got just a little bit longer time to share, and you want to really, really see how God saved somebody in a miraculous way for a purpose. Kevin, you go ahead.
3: My name is Kevin Gauthier. I'm the associate pastor. Oh wow, right. I'm, the, I'm the associate pastor here. Um, let me just tell you, my my middle daughter, which is missing right now, is anybody, did anyone see her or leave? Anyone? But uh, this morning she said, "Dad, you went from a maniac to a Christian." So we're just driving down the street coming to church. Said you went from a maniac to a Christian. And I said maniac. And uh, so let me tell you real quick how I went from a maniac to a Christian. So never did not grow up in church, and I'm going to pace because I'm a preacher. Uh, I did not grow up in church, Right, The furthest thing from my mind was going to church. People would invite me to go to church, and I didn't want anything to do with it, all right? I, got, when I graduated high school. My parents kicked me out of the house. I lived in a drug house. I lived in a house where drugs were done every day, drinking was done every day, and the next-door neighbor was the biggest drug dealer in that, in that place. So I slept on the couch with my wallet, and my keys in my pocket, all right? And I got into drugs. I started smoking. I started drinking, all right, I started doing things that I'm not proud to talk about, but the story goes on. Right? I had many relationships with different women before I was with my wife, Leah. Me and my wife, Leah, lived together, and we were together for 17 years before we got married, before we got married. If it Was it right? No. But I was living a life that what I thought was right was right, and what everybody else thought was what they thought. But... One day, a friend of mine came to me, and I had put together a a gym, a a fitness gym, and um, came to me, and a good friend of mine, he said, look, I want to have a conversation with you, and uh, I want to know that if you die today, do you know where you're going to go? And I said, I hope I'm going to heaven. And he said, well, there's a way you can know. And uh, we had this long conversation, 30 minutes or so, and he says, do you ever remember a time where you asked God to save you? And I went on, for, on and on and on for 10 minutes. And I said, I used to walk in the woods and I used to do this and I used to talk to God and this, that, and the other. Well, I went home, I looked on the internet and I looked up Google, how to get saved. I know, laugh at that, right? How do you get saved, right? And all these verses started popping up and a verse popped up that said that even the demons and in the, in the, in the, in the devil believes that Jesus is Lord and they talk to him. But that doesn't save you, all right? So I started saying to my wife, I said, let's go to church, let's start going, I wanna go. And so Sunday morning we went, we went to church, and we started going Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And I just felt like God was drawing me in. He was just pulling me in. And I just, I just couldn't explain what was happening to me. And I said, Leah, my wife, I said, I just don't understand what's happening to me. Like all of a sudden now Jesus is like just, just always in my face, and I can't get him out of my mind, and I can't stop thinking about him. I was watching movies about him, and I was reading about him. I was just so infatuated with who Jesus was. And um, one Sunday, on Easter Sunday, um, they had an altar call. And I'm sitting second row over here, and we were in the, I was sitting second row, and I'm sitting here just holding on to the pew, and I'm just bouncing back and forth, and I had 10 people this way and 15 people this way. And I'm, I'm just moving, and I'm like, i got to do something. i got to do something. i got to do something. And my wife goes, nudges me like that, and I said, I'm going. And I stepped over the row of chairs right in front of me, and I grabbed Bella. She's standing out there, and I took her over, and I went over to the altar, and I set her down on the altar, and I got down on my knees, and I said, God, I can't do it anymore. God, I'm trying to do this life my way and it's not working. And I got so much pain, so much pain that I was in depression and so much anxiety. I was getting shingles, breaking out in shingles. I was, I, I wanted to take my own life many, many, many times. I just wanted to die. God said, I got a greater plan for you. And so when I dropped down on my knees and gave my life to Jesus Christ and I got back up, I was a new creation. All right in that instance, I stood up and I felt like a huge weight was just taken off of me. And two and a half years ago, two and a half years ago, he's done that much work in my life in that short period of time. And I've laid on my face every day, say, Jesus, not my way, but your way, Lord. Change me. Change me into what you want to make me because I know what that looked like. And that day I fell on my face at the cross. I was, we might have been at the altar, but that was a cross in front of me. And I said, God, just take me and use me. Just be, be my mouth, be my lips, be my feet. Just do with, do with me what you want because my life, my life sucked before you. And now that I know you, I know that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And I just thank you for saving me. And so every day now, that was who I used to be. And that was the day I met him at the cross. And now you all know me today. So know that I was not perfect, and I will never be perfect, but he is perfect. And I've given my I surrendered my whole life to him. So I just thank you for listening to my testimony. Thank you.
0: The power of a personal testimony. My life before Christ. How I came to know Christ. And what a difference Jesus made in a man's life that he saved for a purpose to take the gospel to those in need. One day, Charles Spurgeon led a railroad engineer to Christ. The man asked, what work can I do for him? I'm just a railroad engineer. Spurgeon asked the man if the fireman on the train was a Christian. The man said, no, he is not. Spurgeon then said, that is your work. Win him to Christ. For the next almost two months, Leading up to who's your one Sunday, you're going to have the opportunities to tell your story and his story. Simply ask, hey, can I tell you what's happened to me? And then tell your story what my life was like before Christ, how I came to know Christ. And what difference he's made in my life. I've watched since I've been your pastor at Zion Baptist Church as God has made a difference in people's lives. And, you know, everybody's special, but one that's just very, very special to me is a young man in our church named Greg Cutherson. And I'm going to ask him if he will to come and close the service this morning and Just tell his story and Jesus' story. My life before I met Christ. How I came to know Christ. And then what a difference he's made in my life. The change
4: in me. Good morning. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Greg Cuthbertson. i have was fortunate enough to be raised in a fine christian home a loving mother and father i had christian aunts and uncles on both sides of the family and we had a god's christian church here Uh, but i knew as a a child growing up uh, that i needed a savior in my life i knew early on that i needed a savior that i was a sinner and if i died then i'd go to hell and as a young child at the age of nine years old, during the revival service. I got up on the seventh row uh, when the pastor gave the call. Uh, do, do you know that if you die today that you can go to heaven? And uh, that stuck with me. And uh, he said, if you'll take one step for God, he'll take the rest. So I stepped out that Tuesday night. And I uh, went to the altar and accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I thank God every day for that. And I thank God for my Christian family, for supporting me. Uh, and as I grew in faith, uh, grew in the church, um, I had so many teachers, so many leaders, youth leaders, uh, RA leaders, so many people sitting here who made such a difference in my life, or I wouldn't be here today. But as I got smart in my own ways, when I graduated college, had a great opportunity, uh, started work full time with a salary job. uh, I had it all, I really did, but I was like the prodigal son. Uh, I started slowly turning away from God, Uh, started missing services, Uh, started running around with friends I shouldn't have been running around with, and seeing the worst kind of sin started slowly creeping into my life that uh, took me away from God. And uh, this continued for many years. Uh, not that I wasn't a Christian, not that I didn't pray, but I just wasn't doing the things that I was taught and the things that would, be, that would label me a Christian. If someone seen me out on the street, they wouldn't know. Um, God has been with me. The entire time, he is putting me on the mountaintop and Greg would continue to fail and be back down on the ground again. Uh, he'd build me up and I'd tear it down again. Uh, when I finally got away from some of the evil demons of the past, I dwelled myself in my job and everybody's got a job and responsibilities and bills to pay, we understand that, but uh, when it consumes your life, uh, it's not doing God any, any service. Um, I just one serving God. Um, I was traveling out of the country four and five and six months a year. I seen what it was doing to my wife, my relationship with God. Even though He was there with me, and He give me chances to, to witness to other folks around the world, and I'm grateful for that. But Greg was serving God the way He needed to serve God. Two and a half uh, years ago, I got separated from the furniture industry. The biggest um, decision God's made in my life, and I'm so thankful for it. it finally, gave me the peace uh, that I've been longing for for a long time. Uh, I told Rhonda, I said, uh, I'm going to start reading my Bible. I'm not just going to start reading. I'm going read, to read it from front to back and uh and i'm still every morning when i get up that's my quiet time to sit down and read and uh draw closer to god and his word and and what it can do for your life i'm not where i need to be 100 and i probably never will get there but uh, I, all i can do is keep striving for the future uh, I'm so grateful for this church for God's people who've played a part in my life. Uh, but once I started reading his word, it's just, it's just taken on a whole new meaning.
0: Yes,
4: yes. I can't put it down. But uh, as I remind myself of all the worries in life, the deceitfulness of trying to, to earn more and more money, um, the desires for things that we think we need that if we first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness all other things will be added unto you and uh, remember that kids, young adults uh, don't get away from your church family I'm so proud of all of y'all for the testimonies y'all gave uh, last Sunday night that was powerful powerful and I'm thankful for the, for the leaders who are leading them got a lot of good things going on at Zion and I just want to be a small part of it Uh, I ask y'all to continue to pray for me pray for my family I thank God for saving my wife for saving my kids and uh, just ask y'all to continue to pray for me as I uh, pray for y'all
0: our time has ended but your time has not if you do not have a testimony perhaps it is because you do not have a testimony. My question, be safe today if you don't have a testimony. Brandon,
5: you go ahead, brother. My name is Brandon. This um, feels different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now we can hear it. I'm you. sorry. But yeah, uh, when I was younger, uh, I was a Christian. I was raised in church and stuff. And um, I, God really was moving in my life a lot when I was young. And it, I, I fell off track as I grew older, maybe worldly things, falling into the worldly lust of, of life. And it blinded me from the past that I, I was needing to take. And um, it caused me a lot of great pain. You know, uh, I fell far away from God. But, see, the Lord knew me before I ever went through these things. And he came to me a long time ago when I was a child. And this is, <laughs> God is good. That's all I can say. The Lord is amazing. And his love is more powerful than any man can ever imagine. And uh, he, he. Uh, he knew everything that I was going to go through before I would ever go through it. And he blessed me with the strength to get through. He blesses us all with the strength to get through this, these trials and tribulations to life that are going to happen. Um, and in my life, they happened, And I went through setbacks and sickness and depression and drugs. And, and it brought me to places I never thought I'd be. And sometimes while I was walking, it felt like I was walking through a hell. I actually hell, like i started seeing demons and dragons and gigantic snakes just everything that could be and the lord was right there by my side and fought for me and i realized i had to walk by faith and not by the sight of my life and stop dwelling in the past but moving on toward to the future and i went in the philippians three thirteen, and and it, it, it gave me a guidance to what i needed to kind of look at that um I was dwelling too much in my past, and my past was creeping up on me, giving me uh, doubts fears. and fears. I, and I was looking at the things, to, at, the, at, a, at a, a life I used to live uh, of drugs and uh, temptation, you know, and I was starting to go back in there. And when you go back in there, you, you start to lose track of the way God wants you to go. And um, I lost track of the way God wanted me to go. And then last week, I, I had a truck wreck. And I realized the day before, uh, I was going back bad. And, and, and I went to my past, uh, pastor I go to church with, and I prayed, and I repented my sins. And hey, I got saved that day. And the next day, I got through one of the baddest truck wrecks that I should not be here right now. I had no reason. And I'm glad that the Lord, only the Lord let me speak this to you. And I, I walked down there, and then Calvin gave me a ride. I said, it was just the Lord. That's all it is. <laughs> and the way he moves in my life, I'm just glad that I get to come and talk to y'all, because he's done nothing but bless me so much. And just to give y'all this speech, like, the, it was a bad truck, ride And I was dwelling the day before back in a life that I had, that he had brought me out of, and and i went to the church and i repented my sins i went to him and that day i got saved again born again and his love for us he knows what we're going to do he knows the mistakes we're going to make and the setbacks and uh, yeah I, so i went to this bad reg, and the lord brought me out of it and it was i still dealing with Some of the penalties from this, and and I'm still going through a lot, but I got the faith, and I know that everything's working out his way. And I'm just glad to give that testimony and letting y'all know that the Lord is good and he never leaves by his side. And all his love is great. Love y'all, and thank y'all.
0: You have a testimony. My life before I received Christ. How I came to know Christ. And what a change Jesus has made since I came to know Him. His story blends with your story to tell the story that can save the world. You'll have opportunity after opportunity to tell it, tell it, everywhere you go. I grew up in a home where I just wanted love to be shown, but there was no love. And one day at Parris Island, South Carolina, as a young man, I was told that there was someone that loved me in spite of me, and he'd accept me just as I am. I prayed to receive Christ, And I stand before you today, a changed man, preaching the Word of God. He can make a difference in your life. That's my story. Hopefully that's your story. If it's not, this altar's open. This altar's open. This altar is open. But perhaps you've been living life and just, you've got a story, but you've not been telling your story you know what the Lord wants you to do today come to this altar repent say God I'm sorry you've given me a story and I've been bottling that thing up and not telling it but I'm going to turn from that today and and with your help and your power I'm going to make a change and I'm going to tell that story everywhere I go you see there's power in a personal testimony but God wants you to tell it His story meets our story And power takes place. There's power in your personal testimony for His glory. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for what our hearts have experienced today. And God, we just ask that you would continue it, put a burden on our hearts to share the story of what you did for us and how it can make a difference in the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen.